Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Short and Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. New Orleans is a city of neighborhoods, although it is often a question of local opinion exactly where geographical areas like the Irish Channel, Girt Town, or Pigeon Town begin and end, there can be fierce pride associated with coming from a particular neighborhood. Interestingly, because it's contrary to the folk wisdom about the benefits of belonging to a small community, New Orleans also lives with some of the worst crime statistics in the country. My guests on Out to Lunch today have businesses that involve both of these issues, building community and understanding crime. Mike Bertel is the owner of a company called Inhab. Inhab is a construction company with three divisions, design and construction, uh, mill work, and real estate sales. These three wings are working together in the company's biggest and most visible project to date, a development called Patterson Point. Patterson Point is a complete neighborhood that Inhab is designing and building from scratch. It's called Patterson Point because it's on Patterson Road in Algiers. Mike, welcome down to lunch. Thank you. Mike Kermacy is the co-owner and president of a company called Watch Systems. Watch Systems doesn't have anything to do with the type of watch that goes on your wrist. The word watch refers to the sense of keeping an eye on things. Exactly who they're keeping an eye on is sex offenders. Watch Systems is a software company whose flagship product is called Offender Watch. It's sexual offender management and community notification software that is run out of the company's office in Covington and used by 3,500 law enforcement and other agencies nationwide. In other words, as we sit here today, Offender Watch is keeping track of 60% of sexual offenders in the United States. Mike, welcome down to lunch. Thank you for having me. We have two mics, so we got Inhab Mike and Watch Mike, and, uh, and we're, I'm in front of a mic, so this is going to be very confusing. Uh, Inhab Mike, <laughs> real estate development has changed markedly since the post Second World War boom that saw the creation of what we now call the suburbs. Now the pendulum is swung in the opposite direction. People no longer describe the American dream as living in the middle of a sea of houses dependent entirely on a car to get everywhere from school to shopping mall. Current housing developments that are built from scratch are designed as walkable communities and they include parks, stores, gyms, and coffee shops. You're developing Patterson Point very close to existing walkable and bikeable attractions like the Mississippi River and, and Algiers itself. How did you come to find and purchase this block of land? Uh, what was it before you started developing it into a neighborhood? So I, I came across the land um, from my bank actually presented it to me. It was a property that they had taken back from uh, somebody else and they presented it to me about three years ago and during that time uh, land was getting tough to come by on, on this side oh, yeah. of the river and it was, it was an empty lot and it had been empty since 1950 and before that it had been um, 
warehouses where they worked on trains. I've heard you say you don't know how to build a cheap house. So what does that mean in terms of profit margins and what you're doing going forward? Yeah, um, we we just we put a lot into our houses because we, we build old windows, we, we build all wood doors, we build just kind of the, the old school way of building that you see in a lot of these old New Orleans homes. And it means a tighter profit margin, but we invest in, in it. We're, we see the big picture, and it's not just about what we're doing right in front of us, but um, what, what is in the long run for, for everybody. And that, that's us and people that buy our homes and, and everything. So it might not be uh, more on every, every home, but in the, the long term, everybody's going to benefit more from it. You talk about big picture. It's a big project. You're going to have eventually 44 homes, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that model of you're going to build them in the lean years and you're going to build them in the good years. Yeah. The exactly. other guys are going to build yeah. a lot in some years, but they're not going to build any in the others. Yeah, that's yeah. Quality means you can always be building something. That's exactly right. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a great model. Yeah. Quality over quantity always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Watch Systems, Mike. Uh, Watch Systems is the type of company we don't hear all that much about here, you know, here in New Orleans. The business you're in is known as SaaS, uh, S-A-A-S, which stands for Software as a Service. The SaaS business model is basically the same as we have with apps on our phone that get continually updated, except in the case of SaaS companies, cl clients and companies are paying for the service rather than getting it for free. On my iPhone, if we take, for example, my Uber app, I understand where Uber gets the info to update it. But in the case of your product, Offender Watch, when you're updating, say, the police department in Boise, Idaho, um, and they know about a sex offender who has moved in a, to a particular house in a particular neighborhood. Uh, but where is that information coming from? Well, across the country, in all 50 states, sex offenders are required to register once, twice, or maybe even four times a year based on the severity of the crime they committed. And most predominant is that they lo register with the local law enforcement office. So historically, and you got to remember, 20 years ago when we first started Watch Systems, the Internet, most sheriffs would say, Internet, who even uses email? And now it's, it's prevalent. So this is back in 99. When 99. And so, but back then we had a vision of connecting every local law enforcement together in a network where they are collaborating on a single offender record. You might remember back long ago the Ed Smart story, Elizabeth Smart, the oh, yeah, young lady right. that was abducted. Yeah. The father told me one time, he goes, I couldn't believe it. He goes, I would go to the Provo Police Department and say, well, what, what information do they have in Salt Lake City? And he'd go, well, we don't talk to Salt Lake City. Whoa. He goes, the perception is, is law enforcement collaborates, they cooperate, they work together. And quite honestly, just in this one little world of sex offenders, they don't. But we've created a way to do that. So an example is just in Louisiana where we started watch systems, um, you're looking at about 4,000 transactions a month of just offender movements and updates just in the state of Louisiana. So imagine if everybody wasn't connected through a common offender record, no one would know anything about any of those movements. And you've created a map that's continuously updated Yes, and with the input from the offender by reporting directly to. Think of it this way. It's like in, on Facebook when you update a photo and your friends are in it, it immediately sends them an alert saying, hey, you've been tagged in a photo. 
Same thing happens in our environment, and we built that 20 years ago, where if anyone updates information on an offender, everyone is alerted. The state, the FBI, the United States Marshal Service. We've just uh, started getting the U.S. courts, federal probation and parole are huge users, and they're collaborating on a single record. And it's hard to believe that that has never existed before. And um, much like your model, we, we have a moderate software-as-a-service model, so everybody pays a little bit every year, and any updates that come out for the software, any new enhancements, everybody gets them for free. It's, of course, it's covered under their annual subscription. And now, uh, starting, I guess, in 2017, you have a, I don't know if we call it a new product, but a new, new angle where you're, you're actually dealing with the parents, not just the law enforcement agents. We've developed a number of tools. So one of them, I invented the, the whole concept of getting an email when someone moves within a mile of your home. And the reason is, is that 20 years ago, I was suspicious that the deputy was actually doing his job. So every time he updated a record, I had it send me an alert. That way I knew he was working. So one day I was like, hey, you know, if I can get an alert whenever there's an update, why not around my net house? So we've been doing that for 20 years, but the new thing is going to be the greatest thing ever for public safety or for homeowners, and that is this. If you can get an email when someone moves within a mile of your home, wouldn't you want an email when they're socially interacting with your kid in your own living room? Yeah. So if they're on Xbox or PlayStation and they're a registered sex offender and your child is interacting with them, we're going to have the ability to send you an alert saying this person is doing that. Builder Mike, let me ask you a marketing question. You're building these houses. Uh, are you building them on spec? That's always a scary thing. Yeah, we're, we're only going to build probably four at a time on spec. And then what we'd like to do is get people to, to come and see the product that we're able to, to build and then um, engage us to build a pre-sold spec for them. So they can still have the flexibility to, to, to customize their home and, and, uh, and get it exactly what they want and then buy it from us when we're finished building it. Now, I read that the... Um they kind of start at three hundred thousand and go up. They're yeah. um, they're not gigantic homes. So who's your target market? Yeah. So we're we're trying to really appeal to people that have been priced out of out of the New Orleans market. People that have and both with renting and buying a home, and that that's a lot of people now that rents have really gone up and and home prices have really gone up, and so we're appealing to people that have been priced out, and that would be. Typically, it's young professionals, uh, first first-time home buyers, young families, and then we've also had a positive response from empty nesters as well. So it's kind of first or me too, yeah. yeah, wow, yeah. Is that and you're pretty innovative guy. I saw that uh, you know we think of you now as you know woodworking and and building and such, but uh, where the businesses you go, you it, right after Katrina, you did you created kind of a home gutting business, right? That. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I got my start on my own, um, br- branching away from my dad and 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 working working with him. And I, um, yeah, just saw an opportunity with a lot of the houses that needed to be cleaned out, and started with my family's houses first, and then that just snowballed into doing that for other people. And that was how I got got my start. I know a lot of family business. You seem to like your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't always work that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been working with my dad since I was a kid, and we still work together now. He, he works in the in the shop, and I you know handle the, the building and the, the business end of things, and it, 
really, really lucky to, to work with my dad every day. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Mike Bertel from the construction and real estate company Inhab and Mike Kermacy from the sex offender crime watch software company Watch System. Well, Mike and Mike, this is the part of the show we call another great idea. Uh, maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. Uh, now, you can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have really turned out great. Or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice and uh, and how did it turn out? I'll uh, watch Mike. <laughs> um, actually, I have a really very good one. So we used to work together and um, she had a little small client up in Traverse City, Michigan. Oh, I know where that is. And uh, she said, you would be perfect to come work. You know, she, she left... The, the company we were both working for. She goes, you'd be perfect for that. So what is it? And she goes, it's this little insurance company, and they uh, do private uh, insurance on custom cars, boats, planes, that kind of thing. And I said, where exactly is Traverse City, Michigan? You know, it sounds cold. And she goes, shut up. You'll be perfect for it. Well, she just retired as the president and CEO of Haggerty Insurance, the world's largest provider of private car, you know, a uh, custom cars, boats, planes. They put on the Haggerty Insurance Auto Show that you see on TV, you know. <laughs> she was the third employee. I was going to be number four. So, but the part that's great about it is I, the ultimate reason I turned her down is I said, you know, I'd love to do it, but I met this girl and I really kind of like her and she's here in Cincinnati and we've been married 24 years, five kids. So, so net, if you a good, look a good at decision. it, I made the right decision. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I, you know, that's a, a good question. And from being a, a business owner, I've got a lot of advice and from a lot of people. And the one bit of advice that I've got that I've learned to trust and, and take more than anything is what is my intuition. And it kind of it comes from within and just always trusting that that gut feeling that you have about any advice that you get and, and following your intuition and, and that and knowing that that that's the right choice to make. And just being able to filter through a lot of the advice and a lot of the opportunities and, and things that are presented to you with that intuition has been valuable. So you do your business pros and cons, but at the end it, it comes down to what you feel in your gut? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's really, you know, learning to, to trust that and, and, and knowing that intuition is, is the right choice to make has, has been valuable. And, you know, you, your previous uh, work in construction and, and woodwork and such – probably didn't require a lot of marketing but this new project takes a lot of marketing how are you um how are you going about that how do you tell people about this development really um we let our our home speak for themselves and and we haven't made a big marketing push because our the biggest thing that we can do is just build the homes that we know how to build and let and let those speak for themselves and, and let them uh you know let people experience that and see that and and the right people will We'll find out about it, and you know we'll do other events as far as open houses and parties and events and stuff out at the at the site. But we, we really just want people to come and, and see what we're doing. And, what a and big sign on the ferry! Yeah, that yeah, would be, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> always yeah. trying to help. I'm yeah. I'm one of those people giving you free just, advice. Yeah. they're just yeah. rattling yeah. off. The Can't top stop of your myself, head. really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and um, 
our other Mike, Mike from uh, Watch This. How did you get, I understand your first clients were here. How did you get the rest of them around the country? Was it word of mouth or did you go to no, we, the market? I, the very first, um, we, so this whole thing started at Fuel Man. We had a mapping department at Fuel Man. Fuel Man is a, a fleet fueling card. You can only use it at certain gas stations. And so we used to have to make site directory guides showing clients where they could get fuel because not every gas station offered it. And so um, we had this mapping capability, and my job was to see if we could make it a revenue center. So um, I looked at the client base, and most of it was law enforcement because cops have lots of cars, and they drive all the time, so they go through a lot of fuel. So I went to uh, the California State Sheriff's Association meeting, and um, while I was there, I met the president of the National Sheriff's Association. His name was Dan Smith, and he was from Texas. Big old Texas guy, cowboy hat. And I went up to him and I said, how would you recommend, you know, me building this business? And he says, law enforcement is about relationships. So know and get to know as many people as you can, because that's the way you'll grow your business. It's great. And that, later the, during the week, I had a sheriff come by my booth and he goes, I use Fuel Man. And I said, well, I'm not selling fuel. I actually have this mapping capability. You think you'd want to see where crime is in your community? He goes, mm, no, not really. He goes, but if you could show me where my sex offenders were, that'd be a great idea. And that's what happened. I came back and wrote a memo. You know, Fuel Man, we had 150 people just at the corporate office in Covington. And so next thing you know, I get called into the principal's office. <laughs> the president and CEO, he goes, you want to do what? And I told him I had done some research, and all 50 states had this problem. And um, we started developing some of the stuff. And all the while, I was going out and building these relationships with all of these sheriffs across now the country. Now, you're selling it as uh, it's saving them a lot of money. It's it, the, the thing is, is there's two problems with it. One, you, you really do have a legal problem. If an offender falls noncompliant, if they don't come in when they're supposed to, you need to have a warrant. And you need to go look for them. Well, if you don't know that they're non-compliant, that's a problem. So in our software, we have this little calendar tool that tells you everybody who's supposed to come in in the next seven days. It sounds simple, but normally they don't do that. Well, it's, it's work. And, and Mike, I've got a question for you. you. You've got the Patterson Point. It's going to keep you busy for a while. Are there other, do you see other opportunities on the West Bank? Yeah, yeah. There, I think the as the East Bank continues to, to price people out of it, and, and I think crime is a, a major issue on the East Bank. That Algiers Point and and parts of the West Bank don't have that that crime problem. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunities um, that will keep coming up in, in Old Algiers and Algiers Point and along the Mississippi River on on the West Bank. Um, yeah, I think a lot of I think the next wave will be commercial activity, and there's already been restaurants and cafes popping up in Algiers Point. I think that will will Once continue. You get a coffee shop, you're ready. So, yeah, so yeah. If and you're the, on, if you're down in the French, if you're in the French Market area, and you walk up on the levee, would I be looking at you, if, or pretty, up or down? Uh, we're downriver from that. Downriver. So if, okay. if you were at the Crescent Park in the Bywater, and you looked across from the Crescent Park, you uh -huh. would be looking directly at Patterson. Okay. Point. So by the bywater area up on the levee there by the park, and then you'd look, oh, okay, great, I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. Now, sometimes statistics and experience seem to tell us two very different things. Statistically, New Orleans is a crime-ridden city that ought to be the kind of 
murderous hell that you don't want to work or live in. In reality, it's one of the greatest cities in the country, one of the destinations Americans most want to visit, and one of the best places to start or grow a business. Mike Bertel, you're making the most of the quality of life aspect of the city, rehabbing existing homes and creating a whole new community over there in Algiers. Mike Kermacy, you are exemplifying New Orleans entrepreneurial know-how and creating a nationwide business success. Mike and Mike, congratulations on your many accomplishments to date. Uh, we look forward to keeping up with you in the future. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Mike Kermacy, the president and co-founder of Watch Systems, and Mike Bertel, the owner of InHab. You can find out more about Mike Bertel's buildings and Mike Kermacy's Crime Watch by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Maggie Mendel. You can listen to the show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and the It's New Orleans Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Schuert & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness. 